I don't know why, but lately I've been craving, I've been fiending some new ink. I've been having all kinds of ideas, but I just can't find the right artist. Well, there's artists out there in Flagstaff who can probably help me get the idea I want, you know, done in my body, especially towards my calf area. But I got so many damn ideas. I, like I said, I don't know where to start. Do I start off small? Do I start off big? Do I start off with what I have time for? Do I start off with what they have time for? Because today's, you know, tattoo art, especially here in Flagstaff, they're, they're kind of busy, especially when any of you coming back up in here. And man, I, I know they're just, they're just swamped. And I do help a brother out, you no, know, or half breed, whatever you want to call me. Make sure that you, you know, hit me in the, uh, the comments below let me know who would you go to for really detailed and very well they're all professional they got to be professional they go through the, the classes and they they do the apprenticeships they do everything to make sure stuff is good but i want to really make sure that you know this is done right so i'm being very i guess i'm being very picky about who does this particular tattoo i did some drawings on myself and i'll uh maybe i'll show them maybe i won't we'll see but they're very, they're very just small things to me, but I want like very good detail on them. You feel me? It's like when you go get your car detailed or you go get your car for a tune-up, you're very picky about who you take your car to. Mechanic-wise, no detail-wise, no, it's, that's, it's the same with my body because once that tattoo is on, <laughs> oh boy, it is on unless I go get it lasered off and I don't want to do all that bullshit. I know people who've gotten their tattoos lasered off and then turn around and go get some more stuff because that's just what they want to do. I've gotten to a point now where my tattoos, they have a spiritual meaning behind them. They have, well, they're they're me. They're uh, They're part of my story. I just don't want to get anything on my body, even though people have just told me, oh, just get something. You'll figure it out later. Cool. You're going to pay for the motherfucker. And if not, then shut your pie hole. But it has to be something deeply meaningful to me. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe later on I'll post them on Instagram, like what I drew on me. And, you know, just just give you all a quick, quick peek. You know, I'm not looking for approval. I just want to give you all a quick peek because that's just me. But I also noticed that. As I've gone, you know, my little challenge from uh, from the, this is 50 when I turned 50 earlier this year, going skydiving and stuff like that, going, you know, to Ensenada on, and just taking a little road trip, you know, just just to just to say, here I am. I made it when so many people counted me out. Hell, I counted myself out most of all. So I really don't care what other people thought about during that time counting me out. But it took me this long, this hard, this far to get where I'm at. And I absolutely love it. So yeah, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some other stuff, especially from some Q and a, and you know, celebrate. I want to continue celebrating my life because I've made it this far. I want to celebrate my life every day though, which I do. But for me to be here now in this time, place and space, man, I ain't gonna lie. That's a big accomplishment for all those who have stuck with me over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. You have a very special place in my heart. You really do. And on top of that, welcome to Big Daddy Forever. So the story began with me uh, last year. It was around, actually it was around this time. No, what am I going to do for my 50th birthday if I make it this far, let's do a little challenge. I did the This Is 50 challenge where for for I, pretty much from November until April 26th, 
I pretty much had to challenge for myself every single day. Uh, I definitely worked out. I want to see how far I can get myself mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I feel I did a pretty good job. The only job I didn't do a good job afterwards was, like I said, post 50 celebration. I stayed on top of it for a while, but then, you know, life happens. Things started happening. And instead of me staying focused, I stayed, well, I didn't stay, I strayed. I strayed a lot. There was a lot of things that happened this year um, that I had to cut a lot of things I had to, you know, get rid of. Most of all, I had to get rid of a lot of the negativity that was surrounding me that I really felt was not only coming from other people, but was coming from that was coming basically from deep, deep within inside me. And this healing journey I've been on since before, you know, COVID. And during COVID, I, it really took a turn for the better. The one thing I also very, very early realize that everyone's healing journey is different. No two journeys towards their better self is the same. What what I hold deep down in me for trauma is way different for someone else who has their trauma. I know I know what's caused mine. It's been, I don't know, it's been a violent childhood. I saw a lot of violent ass shit when I was growing up, you know, from my aunts and uncles, even my mom and other people and I didn't realize I thought during that time that I didn't realize that I was heading towards a very vicious cycle I thought violence was a way to handle everything as as we grow up you know we're all we're all kind of taught that well depending on what environment you're in but it's pretty much the same violence is violence but for me it really took a toll couple years ago when me and my son almost went at it and I really really realized at that time that's when I knew I had to make some damn changes Uh, before that I was going I went to go see my friend Laurel and you guys have heard me talk about Laurel a lot (laughs) a lot she's she's my fam she's my saving grace and she has been very instrumental in in helping me get healed up um man my poetry during that time when I was started my first book poems and prose that was an insight to to what my mind was thinking to how to how I viewed the world and the following two books really really went into greater detail not only my happiness and joy but to my deep deep pain that I was holding in and against people mostly myself the one thing I also realized is you just got to get this shit done you, if you want to heal, if you want to be good with yourself, if you want to be good, honestly, with other people, you have to put the work in. You have to make sure that you're getting yourself straight. You're getting yourself good. Mine really took a turn for the better. When I just started writing everything you know, on Instagram, I saw different poets out there putting all their poems on Instagram. And that's why I got into got into it again. But lately, I've been writing down what's ins- inspirational for me. And I've just been throwing it on, you know, on different social media, social media posts, stuff like that. Because to me, social media is a tool. That's all it is. I see a lot of people who get in their feelings on social media who use it for, you know, different. They're in different endeavors. I'll be nice. Just they're different endeavors. But I don't know. It's, it's been it's been tricky for me. 
there's been moments where I've really absolutely have gotten in my damn feelings, especially with the political shit, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, different uh, Lasa stuff. And it's just it, it gets to me, you know, when when when. Um, oh, my son went to the. Went up north, North Dakota, <laughs> uh, the Dapple. Yes, the North Dakota pipeline when he was up there. Uh, helping with their protests and helping with you know the campsites and everything, chopping wood and doing all that good stuff, it, it made me realize, you, it you know, this world needs a lot of healing done. But how how do you start? You start with yourself. That's how I figured. That's how I can do more justice to the world is by getting good with myself first before trying to lay, you know, trying to lay it down on other people. So I started writing my poems. I started putting them on Instagram, on Facebook, and I collected them all after a while. I, I put them into my first book, like I said, Poems and Prose, my, oh, my, my bittersweet love child. <laughs> man, I, I was looking at it the other day, and I was, man, I was like, damn, I was really, really, really angry, but I was also looking at the world through a different lens during that time, 2017, I really felt my life was going nowhere. I really felt like I, I was at my wits end. I was looking for a way out. And I think it was more or less, I was looking for the pain to end because during that time, I, I, I felt like I really didn't have anyone in, in my corner. I really didn't. Sure. I mean, we all have, we all have people in our lives who can help us, or, you know, through those rough times. But during that time, it just really felt like no one was there. It really felt like everyone was just, oh, everything would be better. Everything will be good and stuff like that. Like, you no, know, shut the fuck up. Just, you know, we all have it bad. I was, I really was playing the victim role. But one night, that victim role almost turned into a, you know, into, into a dead role. I'm serious. I grabbed a bottle of tequila and I just started going for it. And I, before I realized it, my head just started hurting. I didn't know. I didn't feel like I was dying. Just my head just started hurting. It was almost like the spirits above Luna and Lobo, all of them just said, uh, uh, this is not the way you're going. I mean, I got a third degree massive migraine. I maybe took about three or four shots, you know, no stuff. I'm not usually, you know, immune to. <laughs> so to speak but after that fourth shot that's when my head started hurting and I went to bed woke up looked at the bottle well tried to find the bottle and the bottle that fresh bottle I had just bought the fifth was in the sink upside down empty I didn't do it I don't unless I slept walked and you know in the middle of the night dumped that damn bottle but I don't remember doing it. I I don't know. To this day, I'll go by when I go by the sink. I still think about that. I still think about the upside down bottle, emptied. You no, know, I'm like, did, did I do that or what happened? Needless to say, I didn't do it. So I gave my anger and pain a focus. I started writing poems. I started writing short stories again. I started. Not necessarily exercising. I was a big old slob back then still, but I just, I found an outlet. I found a focus to direct all the anger and pain in. And I just kept going. I just kept writing. The more I wrote, the better I felt. 
And I started finding that juice for life again. Really, really wanted, after that, I really wanted to live. That's when I went and saw Laurel. That's when I went and, you know, just did different things to, to you know, get good with myself, meditated. and But my, I, my actions, actions were still foul in a way. Some stuff was going on. It came to a head. I got fucked up. I mean, mentally and physically, spiritually, I got fucked up. And that's when me and my son had our fallout in 2019. I went to jail and I spent the next couple of months on domestic violence probation. No, me and my son didn't touch each other. Uh, I didn't didn't realize we fucked that wall up the way we did with our katanas and swords and shit like that. But that that was also a saving grace for me. Something told me if I didn't get a check... On this damn violence that was in me, you know, as as usual of anyone who grows up around some damn violence, if I, I, I realized this was my life, if if I did it, if I did it again, you know, I, I, I called the police on myself in order to say in order for me not to get buck wild, in order for me to save my son and to save myself, I called the police on myself. You know, a lot of people are like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just get him out the house? Because that wouldn't have fixed a problem. I needed some kind of wake-up call. And I got it. You know, probation. Had to go to that class for 26 weeks. Couldn't drink. Couldn't smoke nothing. Well, I didn't smoke anyway. You know, weed. I didn't smoke weed anymore. I haven't smoked weed in a long time. But I was an occasional drinker. Getting, not having a drop of alcohol in my system for 26 weeks really cleared my head up. Going to those classes to talk about why I was there really helped. And I that's when I realized as I started to write the third book that you are not your circumstances. Us as minorities, we're, we, we, we really are taught different in our homes. We're taught victimization. And I was playing the victim all my life up until that moment when I realized, okay, I got to take some measure of responsibility for my life, for my healing. And being in there with other people who were going through the same shit, some were some were clowning about. I'm not gonna lie. Some just thought that some thought it was some of them thought it was funny. Some of them were in there for their upteenth DUI, and they still thought it was funny by sneaking off and going to get drunk or, or having the occasional drink on the side and then going flushing themselves out like they said with vinegar or or bleach and shit like that. I'm like, no, that's not me. I don't want to be that goddamn way. Granted. Granted, I've always tried to be like the angel in in the group. But now I realize in the last couple of years, especially in the last couple of weeks, I, I, I can't fake it no more. I'm not an angel. I'm not. I, I have my ups and downs, my side to sides. I've lost friends. I've gained friends. I've been the angel, the good angel on the shoulder. I've also been that goddamn badass devil on the other one. I've been the uplifter and I've been the one to absolutely tear people down. I've been the one to be the nurturer, but I've also been the one to be the the beater. I've also been the one that's who's tried too hard to make friends, to make everyone like him, but at the same time trying to have everyone like me, trying to make everyone see the good in me really wore me down. It it fucked me up. 
for a long time. And then <laughs> it was the lessons of my grandma. I just remember during that time I was on probation, just going visiting her grave, her and my grandpa's grave, and just asking them what what happened, what would happen to me. And I remember asking that for a long time on my knees, crying, boohooing. And then one day I asked that question again, what happened to me? I could have sworn I heard my grandma's voice turn around and say, mijo, you just forgot yourself. That's what happened. And I sat still in a meditative little stance, cross-legged, right down my grandma's grave. And I thought about those words. I forgot who I was. And I did. Growing up, I loved comic books. I loved video games. I was a kid who always wanted to go on those crazy adventures, who had that wild imagination. But as we got older, you know, being around certain people, my brother and all them, me trying to fit in, that was weakness. My grandma always called me sangre de esposa or esposa, which means thick blood. I don't mix well with everybody. And... It took me a long time to realize that I'm not going to mix well with everybody. I don't want to mix well with everybody because if I was the same as everybody else, then God damn, it's going to be a boring ass life. I didn't really learn about money or anything until later on about how to manage my finances. To me, it was always like, yeah, you know, hey, we're poor. It is what it is. But I also saw everyone making their money and managing their money just fine. But no one was really telling me, hey, you know, you need to save up and stuff like that. It felt like people had me pigeonholed in the box as long as I didn't go nowhere. And what finally made me get out that damn hole was it was a very it was it was kind of fucked up. I was going to I was supposed to go to Hawaii. OK, it was back in 2015. I had quit my job at the hospital. Uh, a so-called friend, so-called best friend during that time invited me to go to Hawaii. And I was like, hey, I'm all for it. You know, I can, go, can, can I stay there for a little bit, you know, build up and then go on my own. And then because I want to bring my son out here. Fine. Let's do it. 36 hours before I was supposed to go to Phoenix, get on a plane to go start this life. Instead of calling me my so-called best friend, text me this big old long piece of bullshit saying, I don't think it's a good idea. I really didn't tell my kids about this. I did find a new boyfriend and he doesn't know about any of this. And I'm sitting there thinking, this has what to do with what you told me. This has nothing to do with what you told me. And then she finally got to the point where she says, I don't think it's a good idea that you come. And I sat there and I looked at that damn text message for a little bit. I wasn't pissed off. I was more in disbelief. It was more disbelief that, goddamn, someone did this to me again. And that's where I started realizing I got to get my shit together. So the only thing I texted her back was, hey, don't worry about it. I'll figure something out. And that was it. She texted me again. Two days later, I'm sorry. I texted her back. For a so-called best friend, you are the most chicken shit fucking bitch I have ever met. You can't even have the decency to give me a call. Fuck you. Didn't say nothing to her after that. And I still haven't talked to her all these years. She sent me a friend request on Facebook a while back saying, hey, can we talk? I'm like, no. The only thing I did do, though, I sent her another text. I said, this is what I'm talking about. You still don't have the decency to get on the phone 
and call me. Fuck you. Last I heard, she's married. She's still living in Hawaii. She's still working at the hospital. And more power to her. That moment taught me one very, very valuable lesson, which I still say to this day, everyone is in this life for themselves. No one's going to come save you. No one's going to come pay your bills. No one's going to try to bail you out if shit gets bad. Trust me, I know. I, I've, I've helped people a lot because that's just me. That's, that's, my, that's my grandma Vivian and me. But very rarely do people do that for me. And I realize that I got to quit doing that. If you're in that position right now where you feel like you always have to have someone save you, stop it. Stop it. It's not fun. And, and it's, it's not it's, it's it's not something that you want to keep doing for the rest of your life. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words and everything, kind of getting a little emotional, a little emotional with this. But it's just it's it's something I see a lot of people do. I see I see a lot of people wanting to come, someone to come save them. I see a lot of people who want the easy way out. If you want the easy way out, do you know what to do? I'm not even going to say it because I've had friends and family do it. But if you want the hard way out, get off your ass, knuckle up, move forward, get your shit together. That is, that's my tough love to you because it, it, it doesn't get any easier, okay? Until you put boots to ass and put some action into your words, that's the only way you're going to get out your rut. If you want healing done, same thing applies. Get off your ass and get the shit done. Go to the mirror. Look at yourself. Instead of pointing the finger at any, of everybody else, point the finger at yourself. Yes, there are some janky-ass people in our lives. Do we keep them there? It's all choice. We, ha we have a choice in everything that we do, okay? We have a choice in how we have people treat us. We have a choice in how we treat ourselves. We have a choice if we're going to get off our ass and work out. I know a lot of people say, well, I need to get in shape. I feel like shit. We'll go work out. Nah, that's too much work. Well, you know what? Stay in the rut you're fucking in. Stay your ass right there. When you're ready to join the real world, hey, come join us. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes people have mental conditions and they're going undergoing something that's that's fucking with them. Okay. Sometimes they have a physical ailment that's fucking with them. They that they can't get up and exercise or go for a walk or something. Hey, trust me, I get it. You have a choice not to stay there mentally. If you stay there mentally, the way this world is nowadays. People are quick to jump on the bandwagon to see your downfall. I'm going to say that one more motherfucking time. There's people out there jumping on the bandwagon waiting to see your downfall. I know because I used to be like that. People who used to tell me no and scorn me, shit, I was, I was wishing fucking holy hell on them. Did karma come back? No, that, plus two, that's not how karma works. So all you stupid asses out there who wish karma on people... And it comes back and bites you in your ass. That's exactly what the fuck you get because that's not how it works. Life will take care of its own on its own. It doesn't just kick in automatically, but that's a whole nother story. So if you really want change, look in the mirror, see what changes that need to be made. Let's say, for instance, you don't want to be late to work no more. Get up earlier. Okay, get your, get off your ass. Get up earlier. Don't sit around. Don't peddly, don't don't play tiddlywinks on your fucking phone. I know that our phones are the huge, most worst distraction, the worst creation ever. I'm sorry, it is the phone. The smartphone is probably the best and worst fucking creation that's ever come into human existence because it's a damn distraction. Get off your phone. Don't play your game. Get in the shower. 
Go get your shower first, get dressed, get your coffee, get your tea, whatever. And if you want to go waste your time on that damn phone before before you go to work, hey, at least you know you're up and you're dressed. You're ready to hit the door running. You're ready to do the damn thing. If you feel like your health is taking a downturn, do some push-ups while you're watching TV. Get up, do some exercises, do something. It's very simple. I do that like during my sessions between King of Mass on on Destiny Two or Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I will every fifteen minutes. I'll stop. I'll knock out anywhere between twenty five to fifty push ups, followed by some squats. But then after a while, after about the the third set, I turn all that off. I'm like, no, I feel good. Let's go. Let's go do some more. I'll take my ass outside. Well, I'm always outside. I'll go outside on walks and a heartbeat and go see some nature and shit like that. But you get the point. The choice is yours. How you live your life from this moment on, the choice is yours. How you proceed mentally towards your mental wellness, the choice is yours. You always have a choice. You, you, you make a choice by sitting on your ass and not doing nothing. You make a choice by sitting there stiff, you know, stuffing your face, emotional eating. And I know, but trust me, I know about emotional eating. I can I can emotional eat when I really want to, but that's when I got smart about it. I got lots of apples, five jars of peanut butter. <laughs> so if I am gonna fucking emotional eat, at least I know I'm not gonna do it sloppily like I used to, eating all kinds of goddamn ice cream and cookies. Yeah, because Big Daddy was kind of turned into it like a, a snack daddy there for a while. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. You get the drift. You get my meaning. Do right by yourself because only you can. No one else is going to do it for you. So please, please, please look at your strengths. Look at your weaknesses. See what you need to work on. Looking at your weaknesses and dissecting them, addressing those weaknesses. Seriously, actually addressing your weaknesses, looking, you know, doing the shadow work. When your friends are out partying, if they're, if they're out having a goddamn beer, stay at home. Do the work. Seriously, because when you go out and party, you're still not paying attention to the to the symptoms of what's going on. My problem back then when I'd go out and party and stuff like that, I was trying to escape fatherhood because during that time when Anthony when Anthony was here, when he was uh, living with me and stuff like that, it was ooh. There was times I wanted to strangle that boy. I'm not gonna lie, it was the kids because you know our kids they don't come with manuals, and then during those times. When Anthony was acting like that, it made me go back to my mom and my grandma like, damn, now I know what they went through. I, I, I know exactly how they feel now. So I would sometimes, you know, we, I'd be out partying, having a few beers with folks, and I'd stop. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going home. Like, what? You're going home? Why now? Because I got to take care of some shit. I didn't want to be an absent father. But Anthony also knew how to play that. He also knew how to, you know, get to my emotions, which is also a test of strength for any kind of parent. Most of all, dads, you know, we, we, we're we trying to do the right thing. We're trying to be the anchor for the family, you know, for those who for those who step up. OK, I, I give I give props to all dads because we don't give we don't get our props. We don't get our flowers. Everyone's always thinking about the mom. Well, the mom does this. Mom does that. There's a lot of moms who I know nowadays who have abandoned their kids. And I see nothing but single dads here, especially in Flagstaff. I see a lot of single dads in Flagstaff. So all you single dads, my flowers go out to you. Do the damn thing. I love you. 
stay strong. Fuck with these other women saying that 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 you ain't doing no damn good. Who always question you and shit like that. Fuck them. Do you be you. To anyone else, get on your healing journey. If you need help, talk to me. I I can I can help you. Give you, you no know, ideas about what I'm doing. No problem. I, I get it all the time. People always ask me, you know, how are you doing this? And what are you doing to get right with yourself? You know, what are you doing to make sure that you stay focused? Which, you know, a lot of those were Q&A questions. <laughs> they were a lot of those Q&A where people are saying, you know, how, 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 what steps are you doing? What steps I did, honestly, folks, I analyzed. I analyzed exactly what triggered me. Or activated me because saying the word trigger nowadays is actually a trigger on itself because people are like, oh, no, well, there's nothing wrong with me because they, they, they think you're going, they think you're crazy. If you say trigger, they're like, no, I'm not getting triggered. You know, well, then why you get on your feelings? Look what, look what activates you. For me, it was like the slightest thing because I had gone through so much shit when I was a kid. I had been teased a lot. I really, I, I have, I do, I, I was teased a lot. I have fucking abandonment issues. I have uh, issues with people. I feel like people not loving me the way I love them. And I, when I identified those, I was like, okay, so what can I do to help me, help me not feel this way anymore? And that's what, that's also goes to something else you can do. Look what works in not getting activated. Okay. If you know, if you want to vibe in the morning or during the day, what I used to do, music. I, well, I still do music. I grab my Palo Santos. I grab that shit in the morning, dance around the damn house, have that shit lit up, and just sprinkling all that good old ash and whiffing all that good old Palo Santo smoke all over the place and setting my intentions. And I have my my intentions. I have every day. What I usually say to myself in the morning is spirits above thank you for waking up with me to another beautiful day let's let's do this damn thing give me the power and presence i need and give me the prayers that you feel that i need to conquer this day blessed be i say that all the time every morning and i go out and i conquer the fucking world my clients they get bomb ass massages for me and nothing bugs me Especially at work when people are sitting there gossiping and gabbing their fucking lips and bumping their gums. I don't, I don't listen to that shit. Not at all. I don't fucking listen to it. I just sit there and I just do my thing and I just sit there and I, I sometimes I'll listen to them, you know. And then they turn around like, hey, what do you think, Philip? Uh, I don't. Don't don't bring me in this damn conversation. You guys are over here gossiping shit. What the fuck you saying about me behind my back? And then they shut up. They stop gossiping then. They, they stop Cackling. Well, not all of them. Some of them do. Some of them gossiping. But for the most part, yeah, the rest of them, those who gossip, they shut up right away. Me, I'll just go in my room. After I'll, I'll go back in my room and do my do my other prayer. You know, spirits above, thank you for having my back so far during this day. Let's continue this good roll. Show me what else I need to do to have a good day. And I always, after that, reach for my phone, throw on some music, pull that that massage table back a little bit. I kind of start, you know, dancing around the room, start, you know, laughing and shit like that. I'll throw, when I'm listening to my Spotify playlist, I'll flick on some, uh, some, some YouTube at the same time and look at some funny shit on there and I'll start laughing and they know, they know at that time what's going on. I'm vibing. I'm getting, I'm getting my, I'm getting my elevation up. 
I'm not letting no motherfuckers bring it down. That's what you can do too. When you vibe to a spot where you feel just really, really joyful, not happy. And I've explained this before. When you, when you want to be happy, you're constantly looking for your happiness. When you find your joy, can't nothing bug you. You, you found it. I always find my joy in music. I always find, I've, I have found my new, well, refound my new joyfulness in vibing. I've read, you no know, several books. Shit. It's all good. It's all good. Do the same, folks. Like I said, if you need help, I'm here for you. Please, please, don't be afraid to ask. Leave me a comment. Send me a DM. Hell, go to Instagram, send me a DM. If you listen to this on on any any podcast where you can leave a comment, leave me a comment. You want you want to talk about vibing? You want to talk about you know elevating yourself? You want to talk about getting good with yourself? Let's talk. Your mental health your mental health should be number one. Not your friendships, not your relationships. Your mental health is number one. And I'll say this flat out. Fuck whatever the people say nowadays. Your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, fuck them. Seriously. Those relations those relationships are not worth it if you don't have your mental game strong. Charlemagne the God, bless him, I love him. He talks about this all the time because he's gone through his issues with bouts of depression and shit like that. And I listen I really listen to him when he talks about, you know, getting your mental game up, breathing, taking those deep breaths when you whenever you feel like you're getting anxious or you can't think straight, taking that damn pause for a second just to catch a few those few good old mm, deep breaths like that. To get yourself calm and to keep your your game going, do it. Nothing wrong with it. Those people who talk about, oh, this motherfucker's crazy, this motherfucker's crazy. Maybe you are, but at least you're doing something about it. Those people who are calling you crazy, they're the motherfuckers who need to work. Yes, I said it. I'm not don't excuse my language. Those are the motherfuckers who need the work. <laughs> get your game on. Get your mental game on. You got this. Big Daddy loves you. I believe in you. 100 fucking percent. Okay? Big Daddy got to run. It's getting late. And I really, I just wanted to talk to y'all real quick before I went to bed. Lots of good things happening on my end. Here's a good, oh, here's a good way to see that your mental game is on. Stress and chaos. When stress and chaos enter your life, do you... Go in the corner and pout. Do you sit there and get pissed off? Or do you sit back and look at it like, hey, you know what? That was not meant to be. Let's move on. Been trying to find an apartment for the last, oh, month and a half because I got a job opportunity. And for every no that happened, for every person who turned me down, I didn't get all of my feelings. I know there was other people who thought I was getting in my feelings. Well, don't take it personally. Don't take it this. Don't take it that. It's like, I'm not getting... In my feelings, I'm not taking it personally. I'm just weighing my options. I'm moving forward. But they think that, oh, well, I know that's triggering you. Then why would you trigger me? If, if why, why, you, why are you saying shit to, to get me activated? So I've had some few, dis- I had a few disputes with people these past couple of weeks about, you know, about that who have me in a box still 
obviously who think that I'm going to lose my shit every time something bad happens. But this that's a real testament of your mental game right there, folks. Stress and chaos. Do you get stressed out more because something that's going your way? Do you take a step back, take a deep breath and be like, okay, let's assess and then move forward. Or do you do like me? Do you embrace the motherfucking chaos? Because that energy is there for you to use in a very healthy, positive way. Chaos is good. Chaos will help you bring your fucking game. It will help you level up in your game when it comes to your to your mental shit. Seriously, it will test your heart. It will test everything about you. I, I, I'm one of those people who strongly believe, you know, conflict is needed in order for us to elevate. It doesn't matter what the conflict is. How you elevate from that conflict shows you as a bomb-ass person that you are, okay? I know how I meant to say that in my head, but I don't think that came out right, okay? <laughs> but ask me again <laughs> when I have a little bit more rest. That's why I'm going to bed, y'all. Thank you for listening. I love you. I really, really do. Get your mental game up. Get your game up, period. You have this one life. Fucking rock the hell out of it. You got this. I believe in you. Again, mwah, I love you. Okay? Get some sleep. Have a good morning. Set your affirmations. And remember, you deserve this life. And all is positivity in every way, shape, or form. But don't forget to do the shadow work. Because without the shadow work, you can't have the light. Cool? Talk to you soon. Mwah. Peace.